Amen. What a blessing. Appreciate that. All right. Keep your Bibles out. Second Timothy chapter three. And as I stated already with having the scriptures or focus uh, for the month, uh, here we have the Bible reading and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You know, when you think about scripture, scripture should be a pretty easy topic for believers. It should almost be one that as a believer, my faith would wrap around what God said. But unfortunately, what we find is that that is not the case. It should be that believers that say they believe in God, that say they believe in the Lord for salvation, should believe that this is God's word. Doesn't that seem sort of common sense? Doesn't that just seem natural? Why are we quiet right now? This isn't a trick question. (laughs) It's not a trick question. And the reality is, so many that say they are a believer do not believe this is God's word. They don't believe that the Bible is God's word. Now that's tragic. How am I going to know about God if I don't believe in the revelation of God to man? So my faith, how do I have faith without an absolute? How do I have a faith if I can't base it on something? So, so with that, Paul is writing to a young pastor, and that term young is pretty subjective, isn't it? Uh, and so they believe that, that Timothy was a young pastor, probably between 30 and 40 uh, years old, uh, in the culture of the day and in the Old Testament. We're not going to go there. I've got some verses, but that back in Numbers, uh, the Bible would teach that a priest would be in the office from 30 to 50 So I should already be retired. And so uh, with that, they had a 20-year time of service. It was from 30. They could not begin being in the ministry till they were 30. Uh, That's when Jesus started his ministry. The Bible says in Luke that he was about 30 years of age. And and so that's where that was the sort of the beginning part of being in a position of leadership uh, in ministry. And so they believe that Timothy was in that uh, time frame, Uh, Luke. 323, Jesus himself to be about 30 years of, uh, of age, uh, the Bible said. But Numbers 4.3, I'll go ahead and give you the, uh, the verses. Numbers 4.3, uh, from 30 years old, even and upward until 50 years old, all that enter into the host to do the work of the tabernacle of the congregation, verse 35 of the same chapter, from 30 years old and upward, even unto 50 years old. And so here we see that uh, the ministry was 
uh, was being done. And Timothy, here in our passage, is being written to by a seasoned apostle. Uh, he is being written to by the apostle Paul. Uh, and as he is uh, giving this information to him, he is telling Timothy who the author of this book is. He's telling him who the author is. Have you ever bought a book just based on who you knew, what you knew about the author? Well, I've heard about this guy here, or I've read a book of his. Oh, he's got a new book out, or this person's got a new book out. And so they buy that book based on your confidence in the author. And you know what? We've got to have confidence in the author. And I can't have confidence in the author if I don't believe, if I don't believe what somebody, I don't have confidence in somebody, I'm not reading what they write. I'm not going to trust what they say. And so uh, with that, uh, we see that there is who the author is. Uh, He said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. God is the author. So that author, that authorship, also that authority It all ties together. The authority comes from who he is. And so the scripture, uh, the authority of it, but not only is it, uh, uh, is the the Bible from God, uh, it says, and it's profitable. God's word is profitable. And, and the word profitable there, we think about profit. How many of you, when you uh, get to the end of the year and you start looking at your investments or your savings and you get your, uh, you get your 1099s and, and you start looking at them, it's like, okay, was this a profitable year? Did my investments, did they perform? And, uh, and you're looking at those uh, to see you want that benefit. And that's exactly what the word means, profitable. It means benefit. Uh, And so here that benefit uh, that is there, beneficial, uh, promoting or enhancing well-being. How many of you want your your well-being to benefit? You know what? God's word will bring benefit to your state of being. You know, God can calm not only a storm, he can calm our heart. He can calm our mind. He can bring order out of chaos. We've got an amazing God. His word is profitable. He goes through and tells us what it's profitable for. It's for, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness. Uh, but if we don't have confidence this is God's word, I will not benefit from it. It won't impact my life. So our faith is based on what we believe. So if we are going to believe, our belief has to be systematic. A system of belief. It is based on something that is systematic. Uh, my pastor taught me uh, faith plus that faith is believing plus doubting mixed together, but stepping out on the belief. That's what faith is. He said, well, you know, I only operate on fact. 
No, you don't. Every one of us live by faith. I did not see one of you this morning grabbing that chair, pulling it out, inspecting the welds, seeing the manufacturer. You looked at that chair and you thought, huh, that was designed to hold a person. And you sat down. Now, I have been in situations. I've been in situations, maybe the Lord's telling me, don't tell this story, I don't know. <laughs> Funny. We, I've been in a situation where somebody should have inspected the wells. <laughs> they should have looked at that chair and said, what's the weight limit here? Uh, and so I've seen somebody sit down in a chair and it just absolutely collapsed. After you make sure they're okay, then you die laughing, all right? But, but here, uh, our faith, we do, we live by faith, and we, it's based, uh, our faith uh, is not just subjective, our faith is based on something. What we believe is based on something. Uh, we, we base our faith on what we have heard. Maybe it was from dad or mom. Uh, maybe it was a grandparent, a coach, a preacher, a teacher. Uh, what we've experienced, whether it was religious and spiritual, moral, ethical, what we have, we have experienced, what we have observed in our home, neighborhood, community, what the, the impacts, they help guide uh, our, our, our belief system, uh, who our influences are. All of those things have, uh, have a, a basis in our foundation. But when it comes to faith and our faith in God, it has to have something to put uh, for you to stand on. It has to have a foundation. And Jesus Christ, the Bible says, is the chief cornerstone. And and with that, we see that we have got to have a foundation and it needs to be uh, upon God's word, line upon line, precept upon precept. So what we know about Christ, what we know about God, what we know about God's will for our lives, it has been manifested to us in several ways. It's been manifested to us first in creation, Psalm 19:1, the heavens declare the glory of God. Praise the Lord. God, God has declared who He is in creation. God has also declared Himself on the tables of man's heart. The Bible tells us in Romans that He hath written it on the tables of man's heart. You know, you can go anywhere in the world and people will be offering sacrifices to a God. Why? Because they know that they are a sinner. They know that they have fallen short. They know that there is some God, whether or not it is the true living God, uh, or, but they recognize that they need forgiveness. That was written to us on the tables of our heart. He revealed himself to us through his own son. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Or in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. John 1.14, uh, the Bible says uh, that uh, the Word, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld him as, the, uh, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We, we, we have seen 
uh, Christ. And God, God has revealed himself uh, to man uh, through his word. And so, or, or through his son, but he also has given us his word. God's word. And we know about God about God's plan, God's plan of salvation, God's plan of service, God's plan of sanctification. All of that is summed up. I'm getting to the message, don't worry. This is still just some introduction. But, but we, we look at this and we see that all of that is revealed to us right here. It's how I get to know God. But what we're seeing is that people who claim faith have not decided on a foundation of faith. They have not determined that there is an authority in their life. So this morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, do I believe it? Do I believe it. I want you to ask yourself that question this morning. The answer for me is yes, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it from cover to cover. I believe it. I believe that God has given us his word. And you know with that, what that has done, that has allowed my faith to have something to be built upon. Because the world around us is changing. What used to be right is now wrong. And things keep changing. And if we don't have an absolute, what we will find is we will be moved along with a changing culture. We will be moved along with, well, I just think that this is okay. Well, I don't see anything wrong with... How many of you have said that? How many of you have heard that? But the reality is, it doesn't matter what I think. And let me offend you here this morning. It doesn't matter what you think. (laughs) And some of you are not going to like this message this morning. Uh, Just remember, it doesn't matter what you think. Just kidding. Uh, So, do I believe... Do I believe? Let's pray. Father, I do pray that you would take this truth and help us to to grab a hold of it in the manner that it's really meant. Uh, Lord, I want our people uh, to have their faith strengthened. Uh, I want them to have that confidence in you. And so I pray that uh, our faith would be built, it would be strengthened, it would be undergirded this morning, and that the devil would be defeated in the minds, hearts, uh, and lives of your people. So I pray that you'd work. For Christ's sake, amen. Uh, According to a 20-year Gallup poll study that was done uh, over 25,000 believers, 25,000 Christians, people who profess themselves to be Christians, this poll has run for 20 consecutive years. And in this poll, 25% of people that come to church every single month do not believe that this is God's word. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me refer to that. Only 25% of people that come to church believe that this is God's word. 
25%. That means 75% that profess themselves to a believer do not believe that this is God's word. There's a problem there. You say, oh, pastor, that wouldn't be here. Well, 40%, only 40% of people that attend church every single week believe that that's God's word. That means six out of every 10 that are sitting here this morning potentially don't believe what God's word says. I have, a, I have a hard time getting my mind around that. But when I look at how people live, I look at decisions that are made, it, it starts to make sense. It's like, well, why would a person do that uh, as a believer? Because they don't have an authority in their life. Their belief is based on just what they think. How they feel, what they think, what they have experienced. Let me tell you, that is a dangerous place to be. That is a slippery slope. And if, if 75% of people that come to church every single week, 6% of people that just attend sporadically believe that we have, there is a Bible that is God's word. That is, that's unbelievable. And so you would think the people that are going to get up on a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, a Wednesday night, come to church, uh, you would think that they would believe that this is God's word. That their faith, their belief in God had a foundation. But that is not the case. These are professed born-again people who profess to be a born-again believer. And and these numbers have changed from uh, 58% 20 years ago to 40% uh, in 2022. And it just continues to drop uh, exponentially uh, with each year. And so what we're finding is God's people that profess to be believers, people that are within the church house, do not believe that the Bible is God's word. And if we don't have a Bible, then we really don't have faith. We don't have something that we can uh, put our, 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 our faith in, a strength. And if God's, worth is, uh, God's word is not the foundation of who God is and what I believe and what I believe about salvation and life and living and home and marriage and identity and purpose, uh, how am I going to determine to live life according to my faith? It will just be based on what I think and what I like and what I want and what I desire. Uh, But for a believer, we are to base our life on what God says. It's not our life. We belong to him. So we need to follow it. So do I then believe the Bible? Uh, Tonight, I'm going to be preaching a message entitled, Does It Matter? Uh, on uh, the Bible and, and which Bible and all of that. But, uh, but here, when we look at, uh, the, do I believe the Bible? Is the Bible God's word? Is the Bible God's word? And I've got to make that determination because if I don't make that determination, then everything that the preacher gets up and preaches, well, you know, I don't think I agree with that. 
Now, to be honest, I don't agree with everything that the preacher preaches about. But it doesn't matter. It's not about what I say, it's about what God says. And it matters in our faith. And, uh, and so is, is the Bible God's word? This is a decision that you have to make, and it has to be made by faith. People are like, well, you know, those Christians, they just, everything's by faith. And, you know, I, I, I deal in facts. I deal in science. Millions and millions of years ago. Out of nowhere, there was something, and there was an explosion. There was no space, there was no matter. But somehow, space was there, and matter was there, and an explosion was there. And then a single-cell amoeba showed up, and after millions and millions of years ago, that single-cell amoeba, uh, it, uh, it multiplied billions of times, and every type of of life, plant life, and animal life, and every other type of insect, and all of the seas, and uh, the, the mountains, and everything just showed up after that explosion. Let me tell you, I've exploded a whole lot of things in my life. <laughs> and order never comes from an explosion. And they say that this is scientific no, it is still called the evolutionary theory. It is not taught to your kids as a theory. But it is a theory. Why? Because it cannot be replicated. You know why? Because in creation, we have a creator. There, creation demands that there was a creator. Uh, creation demands that there was an intelligent designer. Amen? Uh, if I told you that I got some gunpowder together and I had some parts and some computer chips and I threw it all on top of uh, an M80 and all of a sudden I got an Apple Watch. Would anybody believe that? It would be foolish. The devil's a liar. And he has sold a lie and people have grabbed a hold of it because they don't want to seem as though they are ignorant. The faith that it takes to believe in evolution is a lot more faith than it believe, to believe that there was a creator. Amen. But if I don't have faith in God's word, then... How can I really move forward in my faith? How can I learn to trust God? Uh, it, is, it is a decision. It is uh, the Bible God's word. It's a decision that we have to make. And uh, I have placed my faith in God's word, not only because of what I have seen, uh, not only because of what I have observed, but also because of what I have experienced. I have experienced that God's word has proved itself to be true. Why? Because God is true. God's ways work. Do you remember as a teenager thinking mom and dad knew nothing? I'm looking at a few teenagers. Go ahead and shake your head like that. You remember that? Uh, and so uh, you think, uh, mom and dad don't know nothing. Boy, after I started having kids, mom and dad got smarter and smarter and smarter. 
You know what? In life, as we learn, as we follow God, what we find is God is right. Doing things God's way. Uh, my faith in God continues to get stronger, not, not because of just some make-believe uh, ideology. My faith in God continues to get stronger because God continues to prove himself true over and over and over again. Uh, the Bible, the acronym for the Bible is basic instruction before leaving earth. And you know what? God has given us an instruction manual on how we should should live, uh, how we can enjoy this life. I've told you before about, uh, about uh, a young man back when Model T's were, uh, were running and uh, there was a young man that was driving this Model T. It broke down. He was on the side of the road and, uh, and he had some tools out and uh, an older gentleman pulled up behind him and got out and he walks over and uh, asked the young man if he could help. And this young man, just arrogant and pompous, uh, he's just, he was telling this older man, you know, you don't know anything about these things and I work on them and I've, I've learned them and I've studied them and, and I can take care of it myself and, uh, and he keeps, goes back and Henry Ford turned around and walked back and got in his car and left that man on the side of the road. True story. You know what? There's nobody that knows more about what will make your life blessed than God. There's nobody that knows what will bring fulfillment into your life more than what God has for you. What a great instruction manual God has given us for life and living in marriage and home and children, family and church and finances and future, salvation, generosity, uh, just the blessings that God's word, following the biblical principles, what it, it helps us live this journey of life. So we see, we have to ask ourselves a question, is the Bible God's word? Secondly, is God's word profitable? Do I believe that God's word's profitable? You know what? You look around the crowd this morning, there are some people that have been saved. If you've been saved for 20 years or longer, raise your hand. All right, praise the Lord. Look at that. How many of you that have been saved for 20 years or longer will say that God has been faithful. Amen. What a blessing. God's faithful. And his word, the principles of God's word, they work. And those of you that have not reached it, I'm just telling you, come on in, the water's fine. If your faith is gonna grow, you have to at some point accept the fact that it's God's word and that it's profitable. It's beneficial to you. It's beneficial. Uh, what is it beneficial for? Doctrine. The word doctrine literally means teaching. The teachings of God's word result in good. Why are we afraid to talk about God's word? Well, it's just, it's, you know, politics and religion, they're so, they're, they're so caustic. It's not caustic. Truth is not caustic. And here, what we look at it, the, the truth of God's word, Jesus summed it up. Go to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, we'll read several verses. I'm looking at that clock back there and time's, time is running, but I, but I will try to keep, keep you, uh, uh, we'll probably only be here for another hour, so we should be good. I am watching the clock. Don't think about it, I will. Matthew chapter 22, look with me at verse 36. 
Someone came to the Lord and said, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The next verse on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Love God, love people. Love God, love people. There's so many rules in the Bible. Love God, love people. Now, can we break those down? Absolutely. How do I love people? There, There are principles to guide us in life. But God's word brings good. You know why? Because God is good. He is good. And so is it profitable? Yes, uh, it is profitable. It's t- profitable. The teachings of God's word, God's word is, uh, is profitable. Uh, so the doctrine, the teaching uh, is profitable. The reproof is teaching. The doctrine is teaching what's right. The reproof is teaching what's wrong. That's where we start getting into trouble is because we don't want anybody to tell us we're wrong. You know, there's this thing called pride. We all have it. Who are you, who are you to tell me who's wrong? People sometimes will say, man, that preacher, who's he think he is telling me that? I, it's not mine. If you're going to get mad at somebody, get mad at God. Problem is, you can't argue with God, so. But reproof. It's profitable for reproof. I need that in my life. How many would agree there are things that need to be reproved? They need to be corrected. So the, the, the doctrine, the teaching what's right, the reproof, teaching what's wrong. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, oh, teaching what's wrong. Uh, you know why so many people who profess to be a believer are wrong on so many moral issues? It is because they have not embraced God's word. The reproof, teaching what's wrong. Jeremiah 1.5, the Bible says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. I, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. You know why? There are people that are sitting in the churches that are not against abortion. They are not for life. What, what was that title? There you go, look at it. Do I believe it? Do I believe the Bible? Now, there are people that are sitting here this morning that have had an abortion. And I am not attacking you. But at the same time, as a believer, I've got to get on God's side and not expect everybody to get on my side. And if I've made a mistake in the past, I've got to accept that that was a a sin. It was wrong. I don't have to validate it in the future. That's what repentance is. It's a change of heart, mind, action. And so we have people that claim to be believers that are not for life. They're on the wrong side of the abortion issue. What's wrong? If you don't have a Bible to base your faith on, 
Is it man and woman? Come on. You see, male, God said in Genesis that he created them male and female. There are no others. No matter what we say. Marriage. God's still for marriage. And he is for marriage between a man and a woman. Yeah. And that's what God says. But if I don't believe that this is God's word, or I am going to reject it because it doesn't line up with what I think, then I am not living my faith. You know what? This book has changed my life. This book has changed my thoughts. This, cha- this book has changed uh, what I have, how I have looked at life. Uh, before I got saved, I could do whatever I wanted to do, go where I wanted to go, do what I wanted to do, and there was no conviction. I got saved, and let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit of God moved in, and I went to do something. It was like, uh, 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 uh. And I had not been under preaching. I hadn't been under the teaching yet. I hadn't learned yet. Uh, but the Spirit of God was working uh, in my life. There were things that I had done that I should not have done. Uh, I, was gl- I was growing marijuana uh, as a teenager when I got saved. After I got saved, that same day, I went and ripped all my plants out and got rid of them. I was a partner with another kid. He didn't get saved. (laughs) He said, Pastor, what did he do? I didn't care. I could beat him up. It didn't matter. And so I ripped them all out. I got rid of God's word changed my life. It changed my life. It changed what I thought was acceptable. It changed what I thought was uh, that I could do. Uh, and, and God works in how I view this world, male, female, marriage, husband, wife. Uh, and and God, God has a plan. And as a believer, I've got to start looking at things God's way, not expecting God to just ignore how I live uh, and me continue to think that I can do whatever I want. The devil is a liar. If, if God has made the homosexuals, if God has made somebody, people say, well, I was born this way. That's a lie. It's a lie. Now, I'm not saying that there are not people that are drawn towards somebody else, an attraction being there that should not be there. But that is a wrong attraction. Just like if you are married, for you to be attracted to another woman, that is wrong. Let me say that again. That's wrong. So so you have to, because of our fallen nature... We have to adapt no matter what area of life. We've got to adapt to what the the teachings of God's word is. God did not make somebody homosexual. That was a decision. It was a choice. Now, Now, with that, if God made them that way, then why does one have to be the male part and the other has to be the female? 
Because whether it's lesbian, whether it's, it's uh, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the guys or the, the girls, they, they, it is, there's always a, a feminine and a masculine. You know why? Because that's how God made us. Male, female. Now, we all know somebody that's homosexual. This is not an attack on them. But I don't have to embrace something that's wrong. I can love somebody that's doing wrong. But it does not mean that I have to embrace it. God has a plan. He has given it to us. Uh, What is right? Gender. There are only two genders. There are only two. And with that, why? You, you know why people are getting away from this right here? Because what this book teaches is counter to what our culture has embraced. Right. And so either I'm, I have to get rid of God or I've got to change my life. You know what should happen? Change the life. Change the life. Blessings, they come. Uh, there, are only, uh, there are only two genders, male and female. Ba- Bible is very clear about that. Uh, and if we have not made a decision on who our authority is, then we start making decisions and we l- allow other people to make those decisions for us. Uh, somebody, uh, if they are confused on their pronoun, I am not. I'm not buying into somebody else's delusion. He said, well, that's offensive. If you are offended by that, I'm sorry. But I'm not changing truth. I'm not calling somebody they. Not only is a pronoun gender specific, a pronoun is also numerically specific. We okay this morning? See, we got, we got to get back to this book right here. And when the church is filled with people that don't believe that the Bible is God's word, no wonder we start having problems uh, in things that should not be a problem. This is very clear. These are teachings that God has in his word. And, and I am not saying that we are hateful to people. I am not saying that we are attacking people. But the reality is that their life is not going to be blessed the way God had intended it to be blessed. And we've got to make sure that we have truth to be able to teach Truth to be able to live, tr- truth to be able to share with other people. So, so God's word, it is profitable uh, in our life. It's profitable for correction, not only for the teaching, teaching what's right, the reproof, teaching what's wrong, the correction on how to make the wrong right. How do I make it right? God's word helps us with that. When we are in that position of wrong and thinking wrong and ideas that are wrong, we have got to embrace uh, God's word and it helps us to correct that wrong. And then the instruction in righteousness teaches us how to keep it right. Not only to make it right, but to keep it right. What a blessing. I am so thankful that God has given us his word. 
Have you decided? Have you made a decision to believe it? Not just a piece of it. Not just what you like. But do I believe the Bible? And when I start, when I make that decision, now it puts me under the authority of God. The author of his book. And now as I have allowed him, I have put him in that place of God in my life instead of what I think. Or what I agree with. Or what everybody else says. When we put God in that proper place, now his authority in my life is going to demand that I do something with it. You know, we had, we had three children. And with those three kids, while they lived in our house, they were going to live under our rules. And if they weren't going to follow our rules, they were not going to live within our home. Why? Because they weren't going to be the authority. Pastor, you're, you're so mean. Man, I got three great kids. I got seven better grandkids. No. Uh, and uh, what, what a blessing. It, God's ways work. They work. And here when we look at the Bible, we look at Scripture, none of these other things will make any difference in my life if I don't, know, if I don't make a decision to where I determine that I do believe what God says. And in our faith this year, if we are going to have more in 24, more impact, you know what has to happen? God's people have to have more confidence in God's word. We have to believe it. Okay, God, that's what you said. It's not, people say, God said it, I believe it, that's good enough for me. God said it. It doesn't matter if I believe it or not, God said it. It doesn't matter if I like it, God said it. But when God, since God said it, and because he is God in my life, then now I'm going to submit myself to him. He is the authority. And what he has said, his authorship, and that authority is in my life. In our constitution, the Bible tells us, or our constitution states that the Bible is the sole authority for faith and practice. Faith and practice. And that's where we have to submit ourselves. But if we don't believe it, yeah, I'll, I'll, I like this over here, so I'll take that. I like salvation. I like forgiveness. I like heaven. But none of this other stuff I like. We got we to gotta get it squared away. What does God say? The scripture, do I believe it? Do I believe it? Father, I do pray that you'd work. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the authority of it. Thank you for the clarity of it. Thank you for the preservation. You have kept it for us. And I pray that you would help us to truly have faith in what you have given to us to guide us in life. 
And Lord, this morning as I look out and I see people that I love, I pray that you would help them uh, to have their faith solidified and strengthened uh, so they will be able to follow you the way that you have planned for them to follow. And so uh, work now in this invitation time. If you're here this morning,